he's been picked out. Socks down to his angle. Picks out Stansfield. That's the hat trick. And that's what dreams are made of. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Park Life, the official Exeter City podcast. The games keep coming for the Grecians, with Saturday, Tuesday becoming a repeating schedule as we head towards the quarterway mark in this year's League One season. Despite consecutive defeats, City will be looking to bounce back against Barnsley on Saturday. So let's get straight into it. Coming up in today's show, I'm joined by Mark Dennis, who writes the View from the Bank blog to review the games against Northampton and Charlton and look forward to City's upcoming game against Barnsley. I'm also joined by City striker James Scott, who scored his third goal of the season against Charlton on Tuesday. Andy Simcox from the Barnsley YouTube channel Red All Over also makes an appearance to preview our game on Saturday. Finally, we get the Exeter City women's lowdown from Connie Pengley, who returns to the club this summer. First up, I'm joined by Mark Dennis, who writes the View from the Bank blog. Mark set up the blog back in July and has written regularly on the Grecians ever since. Mark, welcome to Park Life. Thanks for joining us. Um, City are going through a little bit of a rough patch at the moment after a really strong start to the season. Despite the miraculous victory over Premier League side Luton Town, uh, defeats to Northampton and Charlton have since followed. Um, what do you make of, of City's recent form? I think, as you, as you say, Tom, it's, it's been a bit of a struggle. I think the injury situation is starting to catch up with us a little bit. I think we were able to get through it initially. And now we're with the Saturday, Tuesday regular games, I think it's really taken its toll on the squad. Northampton on Saturday, every time we play Northampton, I see the fixture and <laughs> oh no, here we go again. It's Northampton. Um, I just had a bad feeling about that one, but we never really got going in that game I think it was it was a bit of a come down after the Luton game I think everything that went along with that probably played its part yeah never really got going Northampton big physical team but also I just don't think in these last couple of games um, we're playing quite as much football as we were I think it's missing Trevitt in the middle to be honest I think he, he's been such a good signing for us such a good player I think he was him and Tom Carroll had such a little good understanding there and um I think whilst we're still playing okay in patches, I think it's just we're missing that fluidity and creativity that Trevitt brings us. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair point you make about about Trevitt and um, and I suppose you know the rest of that that midfield pairing as well. It seems a long time ago since we started the season off with a bang, three 0 away against Wickham with Dion Rankin on the right hand side and obviously Trevitt in the middle with Tom Carroll. We we started the season really well, you know, top of the league. I'm not sure how long we were realistically going to no. <laughs> sustain that, but it, it we had such a good start, and I suppose our league position is is testament to to what we did back then. Even though you know at the moment we may be suffering a little bit of of a rough patch. Yeah, I think so. I think if you'd asked us at the start or asked most City fans at the start of the season, if if after is it 11 games we've played now, if after 11 games we were going to be sat in 10th position. I think we would have been taking that every day of the week, as you say. But the, the great start did, I think, raise everyone's expectations a little bit. Maybe we all got a little bit carried away. And for, but yeah, I think these these last couple of results is is purely down to the depth of players that were missing. And I'd like to think if we can get them all back, uh, when that might be, I have no idea. But when we can get that main eleven back playing on the pitch, I think we should be able to hold our own this season. 
Yeah, you, you've mentioned those injuries already, and I, I know you mentioned in your in your recent blog post about those injuries as well. We've had a couple of, of them return in recent days and weeks. You know, Harry Kite, uh, Jack Aitchison, but the injury list is starting to grow even longer still. Dion Rankin, Ryan Trevitt, Admiral Musgrave, Imi Niskanen, Czech Diabate, they're all out injured. Jack Fitzwater now looks like a doubt for Saturday. I suppose it was always going to be difficult to, to get results from those games with so many key players out injured. I think so. And I think at the minute, it just seems to be one of those situations where we get a player back and then another one gets injured. <laughs> and it, like Gary Colwell must be absolutely tearing his hair out at the minute because he sort of can't pick the same team from week to week at the moment. Um, and he can't get a consistency in the team. And then we have um, decisions like last night where Will Ameson potentially is going to be suspended. Hopefully not. But having seen replays of that, I mean, he, he clearly won the ball. Well, yeah, you know, we'll see whether that, that does get overturned. I, I believe the club are looking at launching an, an appeal. We're obviously recording this on the Wednesday. So by the time it goes out on the Friday, you know, supporters might know that, that decision. But as things stand, we don't know. But let's talk a little bit more about that, that game against Charlton uh, on Tuesday night. City got off to a really good start at the Valley. James Scott grabbed the first of the game within 25 minutes. Uh, he started the season really well. I've just interviewed him. And he feels like he's made such improvements uh, from last season. It's good to see him getting in the goals. Brilliant, yeah. I think he's done really well this season. Um, again, he was another one, unfortunately, wasn't he, that, that was out for a couple or a few weeks with injury. Um, but when he has played, I think he's done really well this season. He's holding the ball up well up front. He's pressing and chasing down, taking his chances when he gets them. So I, I think it's been a huge improvement from him from, from last season. And yeah, long may it continue, really. Um, and let's hope you know we can get some help for him up there. Like as you say, Jack's back now. Hopefully, he can start to get more minutes. And hopefully, um, Admiral Musquey will be with us soon. I'm not sure what the situation is there at the moment, but hopefully, he'll be with us soon. Yeah, we can so. only hope. We can only hope. But despite the the, the defeats against Charlton and, and Northampton in, in the last two games, and Oxford as well, uh, away from home, the Grecians still find themselves in a very respectable league position, which we mentioned earlier, 10th uh, after 11 games. Um, we're heading to the quarter mark, uh, quarterway mark uh, of the season now. And normally, I think you'd be able to gauge a bit of a judgment as to where the sides might finish uh, at this point. In the season, but but do you think that that's true of this year's League One? It feels very open to me. It's funny you said that. I was thinking the same last night, and I thought we're getting to the quarter point of the season. Should have a rough idea where we finish, and I have no idea where we're <laughs> going to finish. <laughs> I think we could finish anywhere from potentially edge of the playoffs if we can get that form back to anywhere down to. Yeah, I'm. I'm in pre-season, I was very, very unsure where we were going to finish, but I think we've got enough quality in the squad to be safe this season, I'd like to think. And I think let's just see, it's an old cliche in football, but let's see where we are at Christmas yeah, and, and, and take it from there. But yeah, I, I think mid-table, obviously, I think we're all going to be happy if, if we get mid-table. So just take it one game at a time, isn't it? And see, see how we get on, really. We certainly will. And the next game uh, that we've got is is Saturday against Barnsley at home. And um, we all know that St. James Park can be a fortress, just as we saw when we beat Barnsley at home last season, beat them as away as well. Um, are you feeling optimistic ahead of a game against a side that we have done quite well against in the recent past? 
I think that will stand us in good stead. I think that should give the team some confidence and obviously Gary and the coaching staff some confidence that they were able to get a game plan together last season to null Barnsley. Um, they are going for a good spell though at the moment, aren't they? I had a look this morning. They're actually top of the away league table as well. They've won yeah. four out of five away games. So <laughs> that cheered me up this morning. <laughs> but yeah, I think... If City are on their game, when it's a home game, we can beat anybody. I know the last two results have been disappointing with the uh, Orient and uh, Northampton results, which is probably putting a little bit more pressure on these games at the moment that we, we didn't really need. But I'm, I'm fully confident that, yeah, if we can get that team out there, big bank, get behind them, I'm, I'm sure we can we can do something. Absolutely. Well, let's hope so. But finally, before you leave, uh, just tell our listeners where they can find your blog um, and your plans for it for the rest of the season, because I've really enjoyed reading it. Yeah, thanks, Tom. So, yeah, it's just something I've started at this season. Always enjoyed football writing. Love Exit City. So I thought I'd give it a bash. So I'm on Twitter and the page is A View from the Bank. I try and update the blog every couple of weeks. Sometimes it's more frequent if I've got the time. And yeah, the, as for plans, I'm just seeing how it's going, mate, at the moment. I'm re- really enjoying doing the pieces, really enjoying the interaction that I get back. And yeah, appreciate all the positive feedback and also, you know, really appreciate you having me on onto this as well. Well, it's been a pleasure. It's got to be said. Thank you so much for joining me, Mark. Thanks, Tom. Thanks very much. Next, I'm joined by City striker James Scott, who scored in Tuesday night's game against Charlton Athletic. James, welcome to Parklife. Thanks for joining us. I wish I could be talking to you after a better result. You must be disappointed to come away from Charlton with nothing, especially after taking the lead away from home. Yeah, of course. Um, I think all the boys were disappointed, especially me, because to start the game so well and get that first goal was a bit annoying, yeah. Yeah, and I mentioned that you took the lead. You were, of course, the man who who slotted at home to, to put us 1-0 up. It was yeah. a really well-taken goal from you. You must have been delighted with it at the time. Yeah, of course. I had a little setback with the injury because I started the season so good with some goals and then to come back from injury, I've just been working hard and obviously it's paid off, which is good. Yeah, it's, it certainly has. That strike was your third of the season uh, yeah. so far. It's been a really strong start for you personally, I'd say, and definitely an improvement from last season. Yeah, of course. I think I probably could have had a lot more goals this season with the chances that us, Exeter and me have created, but I think I've just got to think positive because I've already scored more goals than I did last year. But yeah, I, th- I think I've started the season quite good and hopefully more goals to come. Yeah, for sure. I think it's fair to say that last season was a pretty tricky one for you. It was always going to yeah. be difficult to compete with Jay Stansfield <laughs> and Sam Nombe, who were sensational last year. I can imagine you were a little disappointed with your goal tally as well. But j- just talk to me a little bit about the work you've put in over the past few months to get yourself in the position you are now where you feel yeah. you can contribute with goals and more. Yeah, well, of course. Well, When the gaffer brought me in, I wasn't actually supposed to play as early as I, I did because I wasn't in the shape to play. And I don't think anyone knows that um, just because we didn't really have that many bodies last season. But I just worked extremely hard over the summer. I had a PT and a nutritionist and... I think you can already tell, like, I've lost quite a lot of weight from last year. <laughs> um, but, no, I just, I've just i just been sticking to a really good diet and, obviously, playing more games week in, week out, obviously has a major advantage to it as well. Yeah, was the plan then from Gary and, and I suppose, yourself to be brought in during January, have the yeah. whole first half <laughs> of the year, I suppose, as a sort of rehabilitation, get you yeah. get you physically and, and mentally right, and then come in essentially as a replacement for 
for Noms and, and Jay who left? Yeah, I think that was the plan. Obviously, Stano and Noms were on fire last year and I'm just looking to do that this season, obviously, because they're not here and I think I'm one of the top goal scorers just now. So if I can keep that going, then it'll be a good season for me. And you've got competition this season as well. Admiral Musgrave has been brought in um, during yeah. the summer. Sonny Cox, of course, is, is a known goal threat, has scored plenty on loan uh, while at Bath City. You've got that competition. Yeah. Do you feel that like you relish that that opportunity to, to compete with, with other strikers in the team? Yeah, I think if we didn't have that competition, I probably wouldn't be doing as good. You know, like I go into training every day thinking like I need to be on on point and on, on fire, basically, just to get in that starting 11 because we brought in ads from Luton, obviously a big player, very good player, and you just had no luck coming in. And then you've got Sonny Cox that's been here from, not sure, probably from when he was young and obviously seen him in training. He's very good to watch for how old he is. So I just think he needs a bit of a bit of luck in that first goal and he'll obviously get going. For sure. Last night, uh, Tuesday night, you were playing as a sort of sole striker up top, surrounded by yeah. Vinny on the left, Demi on the yeah. on the right in a, in a front three. Uh, do yeah. you feel like you sort of embrace that sole striker role or, or, or are you happy to play alongside a, a dual striker like we played last season? Um, I'm happy to play either or. Over, over my career, I've played, I think I've played every, everywhere in the front four. So I'm kind of just learning every time I play. But the gaffer likes me to drop up a lot deeper than I'm used to. But I kind of like it because I get involved in the game more. And I think the gaffer is really smart. And I think if I just listen to him, then I'll obviously succeed more. For sure. Up next then, City face Barnsley at St. James Park <clears throat> on Saturday. Uh, a chance yeah. to bounce back after a, a difficult run of form, it's got to be said. I know that both Sweens and Ville, Sinisalo, have, have said the team is working really hard to put things right. Do the squad feel yeah. like they've got a, a point to prove on Saturday? Yeah, of course. Obviously, you can see that we started the season so strong. And I think, obviously, having the injuries that we've had, it's been quite annoying because we've basically been playing with a different team every week. So I don't think we've been lucky on that side, but I think we've got a massive point to prove because the team we have and like how good we are, we should be right at the top of the league, you know? So I think Saturday will be a massive wake-up calls for all the boys in training this week and hopefully can prove the fans right for sure and you know Barnsley aside that we had a lot of joy against last season beating them home and away an aggregate <clears> score of 5-1 there's only yeah. two teams we got six points from last season MK Dons were one and uh, and Barnsley were the other do you feel confident yeah. that you can get the better of them once again yeah of course I think on that night I thought we were all on it I thought even the subs coming on were on it and I feel like because we beat them before, I don't see why we can't go do it again, you know. And I feel like the fans will be behind us on Saturday, and I don't see, I don't see why not. Yeah, they certainly will be, and they and they were against Charlton as well. How special did it feel? I know that you came over to, to clap the the fans at the end of it, but yeah, I think Craig even mentioned that it, it almost felt like a crowd that was responding to a team that have just had just won the game. Yeah, it must have been special to to get that sort <clears throat> of applause at the end. Yeah, of course. When the whistle blew, I was expecting to see no fans in the stand, but I don't think anyone left, you know. That just that just sums up what this club means to the fans, you know. So for us to not be getting the results that they deserve is obviously quite annoying to them. So I feel like if we can get going and get back on getting three points at the weekend, then that will top it off for them. For sure. And the fans will be uh, will be right behind you on Saturday as well. Thanks so much yeah. for, for joining me, James. No, no problem, Tom. Thank you very much for that. It's time to get the lowdown on City's next visitors to the park, 
Barnsley. To do that, I'm joined by Andy Simcox from the Barnsley fan YouTube channel, Red All Over. Andy, welcome to Parklife. Thanks for joining us. I think people expected quite a lot from Barnsley this season, but maybe not as much as what we've seen so far. Uh, many fans thought that the departure of Michael Duff would cause a real rift in the plans for this season, uh, but the club seems to have dealt with it really, really well. You sit fourth in League One with 19 points, and I expect, I'll double check, you must be delighted with the way you've started the season. Uh, mixed, mixed to be honest. I know, really? I know you'd want me to. Say, <laughs> I, I know you'd, you'd expect me to say wonderful. There's a few things really. We were a bit concerned in the summer because, as you've said, um, Michael Duff left. Neil Collins has come in, so it's going to take him time. And he came in pretty late on. Really, we lost. We, we had a goalkeeper on loan, um, uh, Harry Eisted, who we expected to stay and, and hasn't. We lost the back three. <laughs> I mean, it's you know to. We, we lost Mads Anderson, um, Bobby Thomas, who wasn't ours, we had him on loan, and uh, you know, he's he, he's gone to Coventry. Uh, and um, Liam Kitchen, who's also gone to Coventry, funnily enough, to lose one captain during the summer, which was Mads Anderson, is um, as a shame. And it's something we always do. To lose two captains, because Liam Kitchen took over for him, is getting a bit uh, careless, I think. So... Not only did we lose the goalkeeper, we lost the whole of our back three, so we had to start from scratch. But I have to say, gradually, you know, as Neil Collins had come in late, it severely disrupted our pre-season. So we expected to start slowly, so we did start slowly. We only beat Port Vale 7-0. Um, <laughs> so, so, everything, everything we touched went in. We'll talk a little bit more about your start yeah. to the season in a little bit, okay. but I wanted to focus on on what you said a little bit earlier about losing the back three and, and the goalkeeper. I think any club would struggle with that. If anything, I think Barnsley have coped with it quite well. Um, but how, how did the club go about recruiting uh, such an important part of the team, which which had seemingly just disappeared over the summer? Well, it's, it's it's been a mixture really. We got we we started off by getting Killip from uh, from Hartlepool, who'd sadly been relegated from the football league. But then we got Liam Roberts on loan for the season from Middlesbrough to to go between the sticks, and truthfully, he's been absolutely outstanding. Why he's not been in somebody's first team for ages, I've absolutely no idea because he's been absolutely tremendous for us. Across the back, we've had a variety you know, a variety of players that that, that we've signed with. People put people thought, what what are we doing? What are we doing? We signed Jack Shepherd from uh, a local colliery club from Pontefract Collieries, and you know a young man, a young man. You think, Pinnick, why have we done that? And he's 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 only young. I think he's about twenty one. I think he's a class defender, and he's played a few times. He's not played so much. He came on as a substitute last night um, against Cambridge, but when he's played, he's played a few times. He's been. You know, a left-sided uh, centre-half. He's been really, really good. His place was taken by um, McCart, who we've signed from Rotherham. And people saying, a Rotherham reserve, what what, what are we doing? Yeah, 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 another one at the back. McCart's been really, really good. When Casper uh, Lepata got injured, brought in Marlin. Uh, and the last couple of games he's played, he's been superb. I can only describe, majestic at the centre of the back. Uh, really, really good. He, he scored last night a bit of a an unusual goal from a corner. Their defender headed it out and it hit him at the back of the head and went in. And it's his first ever goal in in football, in professional football. So, well done to him. Indeed. So we gradually, having you know young players and you know players 
of a lack of experience, if you want to call it that, in terms of professional football um, at, at league, league One level, they're gradually starting to come together. We were always quite happy with what we got, uh, you know, in the forward line and in midfield. But the defence was the, the thing right at the start of the season that we were significantly worried about. And I suppose the man who's brought all of that together is the man you, you mentioned earlier, Neil Collins, the, the yeah. new manager at, at Oakwell. And I think at the time of his appointment, there was a bit of a mixed reception from supporters. Some really liked the idea that he was he was being brought in. Uh, I think others were, were a little bit more sceptical. But from what I can see, he's doing a great job. So I think some of those sceptical fans uh, may have been proven wrong. It's still, a, to, to be honest, Tom. It's still a mixture. I, I, I think he's, I think he's doing all right. But there's still, after Blackburn, there's still, there's still some fans saying we need to get a shot of him. This, I, I, it's, it's just, it's just beyond me. You know, he was, a, he was a, a centre back himself. So he will, he, he will, he is starting, in my opinion, starting to get that right. What we've, what we've not been doing so much lately is he was brought in in my understanding, to continue the sort of work that Michael Duff did, which is to press high and press quick as a, as a group, not one individual. And we haven't done that until last night. We've rarely done that. We've sort of stayed off a little bit and tried to catch teams on the break. And that that's not served as well. It's certainly not served as well at home. And that's the bit I was telling you about, about a mixed, a mixed start of the season. Six league games at home, we've won two and lost four. But yeah. the away form has been exceptional. You know, we've not lost away from home and we've uh, we've conceded three goals away from home. Only Arsenal have done better than that. Well, exactly. So... Uh, and, you know, I was, I was going to come on to this next. Uh, perhaps okay. in, in many ways, I've been a little bit too kind on, on Barnsley. Consecutive losses at home in, in recent weeks. Um, yeah. Now, I know that Saturday's match is away from, from home, but does that not show a bit of a bit of weakness from your squad? I think it might well do. I think we were very uh, uh, last weekend against Blackpool. You know, we lost one nil to a penalty, and it was it was a pretty even game. I thought I thought I thought we played reasonably well, and we could have we missed some soft chances, some really really silly chances. We had a few penalty shots of our own. I'm not going about the referees, but oh dear me, oh dear me, a good good referee last night. I I usually bang on about the referees because oh dear things we've seen. <laughs> Um, and we missed some blazing, blazing sitters. It was disappointing. But some of the previous matches against such as Peterborough and what have you and, um, and Oxford, Portsmouth particularly, in the first half against Portsmouth at Oakwell, they absolutely took us apart. We, we, were, we didn't know what to do. We, really, we got better in the second half and pulled it from 3-0 at half-time to 3-2 and could have, as daft as it sounded, could have, could have drawn or even won because we played pretty well in the second half and just wasn't to be. But... We were absolutely outplayed in the first half, so that doesn't that doesn't sit particularly well, um, and that's why I say it's mixed. Although we, you know, we're fourth, and you know, on paper we're doing our we do. <laughs> Cut to Gabe Sutton. We're doing all right on paper. Well, you, um, you look on. I was going to say you look on paper, and you know Tuesday night's game, you start <laughs> away against against Cambridge, a four nil victory, four goals, four different players scoring those goals, a clean sheet, all coming away from home on a Tuesday night. I mean, come on, surely that is the sign of a, of a side that is is really ready to compete in this league. Yeah, I think I think it's fair. We were outstanding in the first half, Tom. We pressed well, we pressed high, we passed it well. Uh, it was a very, very high press, really good into passing. We got it forward and we really dominated the first half. But I have to say, they had a, Cambridge had a couple of chances, a couple of good chances. Our goalkeeper, Roberts, 
the one bit in the sort of go mouth melee where he pulled off. You know, people talk about double saves. He pulled off a triple save to stop them pulling pulling a goal back. But that apart. First half, absolutely outstanding. There's one man who didn't score last night, um, Tuesday night, but I think he's he's got a lot of extra City fans quite worried. I'm, I'm of course talking about Devante Cole. He's had the perfect start to the season, nine goals in eleven games. It's pretty frightening, if I'm totally honest. Do you think he's the man, uh, the man who's going to cause the most problems for City on Saturday? Well, I would be worried if I were you. Yeah, yeah, be, be very, very worried about him. He's 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 light lightning. When he gets the ball, he set, he'll set off and he's got one thought in mind and that's to try and get a shot off, try and get it on goal. And if, if he can't, if it's not, then he'll look for somebody to put in. Um, but he's very, very quick. And a, a few clubs have been, you know, keeping, you know, uh, uh, watching when, when they play against him, watching, but, but it allows other people to come in. People are so worried about about uh, Devante that um, the other's a bit of a freer ride, if you like, and, and that, that in itself is quite... Uh, dangerous for the opposition but it's certainly it's certainly one it's certainly one to watch so yeah be very uh, be very mindful of him yeah no well we put all your defenders on him put all your defenders on him (laughs) well we'll certainly be mindful um as i said some grecians might be a little bit worried about Devante cole but i'm going to ask you if you're worried that history might repeat itself because last season uh, Exeter City were a bit of a bogey team uh, for Barnsley. We only got six points from two teams last year. MK Dons were one of them. Barnsley were the other. Now, I ask that question again. Are you worried that history might just repeat itself on Saturday? We've just done our Red All Over show. And yes, some of us, some of us, are, some less so. Some of us are worried. Some of us are pretty, I'm not as worried as I was last season because you haven't got Jay Stansfield. And that makes a big difference because he, he absolutely... He absolutely took us apart last season in both games. He's only one player, I know. I, I do think that last season you took us apart both at Oakwell uh, and at your own ground. St James has absolutely took us apart and, and well deserved to get the six points from the game. But you see, I remember it, it's not just last season for me. I'm, I am so old, Tom. I remember 1973 when you beat us 6 0 at your ground. Uh, 6 1, sorry, 6 1. And that were a low point, but not quite as bad as 77. I think something like May 77 towards the end of the season. We were winning 3-0 at Oakwell and cruising, as you do at 3-0. You know, you've won it, you've won it. And in the last, not many minutes, to, not that long to go, you scored four goals to beat us 4-3. <laughs> so that, has had a, that, that one game had a profound effect on me and one of my colleagues on Red All Over, Alan Smith, who was about six months older than me. And it shows, truthfully, it shows. Because from that... Even if Barnsley's three up, like last night, you know, we four up with five minutes to go. We still think we can lose five four. <laughs> that's that's the effect that that Exeter has had on us. So you know, hope, hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll uh, we'll get rid of your your bogey team tag. Well, we're hopefully. preparing. We're definitely preparing for a, a big clash, and I'm and I'm sure that it will be an exciting one. But before you leave. I've got to ask for a score prediction. So, so what are you going to go for? You sound quite optimistic. <laughs> it's called blind madness. <laughs> blind bias, that's all it is. It's not about optimism, it's just blindness. 2-0 to Barnsley. Okay, well, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? But you sound confident. Um, I won't sure, go that far. Uh, I'm sure that our that boys will, will be looking to bounce back after a couple of, um, of tough results. But... I'm sure it'll be a great game on Saturday. Thank you so much for for joining me, Andy. 
look after Jack Aitchison. We thought we thought the world of Jack Aitchison at Oakwell. He's look brilliant, I've got to say. Thank we'll you so lo- much. Loved him to bits. Finally, I'm joined by City woman striker Connie Pengelly, who rejoined the club from Torquay this summer. Connie, welcome to Park Life. Thanks ever so much for, for joining us. You're back for your second spell at Exeter City after a really successful first spell. Uh, during your time with us, you scored an unbelievable 39 goals in, in 45 appearances. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, after uh, moving Thank from you. the Girls Development Centre. How pleased are you to be back at the club? Oh, so pleased. Um... The club's always had a special place in my heart, always since I was little. I've watched from the stands, probably since, God, eight. And I was in the Girls Development Centre probably when I was around 10 years old until it fell through and then came back as soon as I could. Amazing. It's it's a great story in many ways. And your return to the club, I think, sits really nicely with a lot of supporters. I suppose, you know, you're back now at the moment playing within the reserves, but I can only assume that your your goal is to return to the first team and, and score goals like you did in your first spell. Uh, yeah, definitely. Hopefully the return soon. Obviously, that's my goal. It's, I've obviously got to push towards that now. It's a journey that I'm. it's been exciting, obviously still in training with the first team, which is really good. And being back with some of my like best mates, I'd say, it's really good. I was going to say, the girls must have been really welcoming to you when you returned to, to the club and, and really embraced your return to, to the team. Yeah, they did. They were brilliant. Like when I came in, when the new players signed, like Tash, Amber, people like that, they were also brilliant. They're such like a good group to be around. So yeah, they were all welcoming. There wasn't one that wasn't. Amazing. And I've spoken to both Zoe Watkins and, and Tash Natman in previous yeah. episodes about the progress Exeter City women are making with regard to performances on the pitch, but also everything else that, that is happening off of it. You kind of mentioned it there, but is that something that you feel really strongly? Yeah, they are a brilliant bunch. Like we're all driving for the same goals. Yeah, there's challenges for all of us. It's competitive now, very competitive. Obviously, the squad's massive. I don't know how many players are in it now, probably like 20, 21. So we're always fighting, all fighting for a shirt. It's, but it's like healthy competition. It's really good. I was going to say, I suppose that's testament to the, the competition, the, the quality within the squad. Obviously, you're hoping for promotion come the end of the season. Um, that probably is the goal. Of, you know, you can correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. But I suppose that just shows the, the level of competitiveness uh, within the squad. Yeah, definitely. And like... When we played at St James's Park the other day, there was obviously a few of us that missed out, but being involved in, in the day, still being really involved with it shows that even if you're not making the final squad, you're still really part of that goal to get promotion. So everyone's included, even if you aren't in the final match day squad, which is really good. Absolutely. And I was going to mention that that game against Moneyfields uh, right now, really, uh, you know, a brilliant yeah. crowd, a great vibe around the park. Those days must feel amazing for you. Yeah, it's brilliant. I played in I played in it twice before I moved away and sitting in the crowd was a bit like it's different, very different from being on the pitch. I can say that. Um, but playing in that atmosphere is brilliant. Like it shows how far the game has come and like watching them play against Moneyfields and everyone cheering. It's like surreal at times. And then the signatures and stuff at the end makes you like think sometimes like, wow. Yeah, no, totally agree. I, I think. You know, there were so many young girls uh, at that game against against Moneyfields. Does it feel like sometimes you're inspiring a new generation of young girls? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it does feel like that. Like when you're going around and they're saying your name and you're like, 
we are just like normal people as well as like playing for Exeter like I had it one time when I was in when I was at work and someone come up to me and was like oh you do you play for Exeter and I was like yeah and it was like that was more surreal than actually being in and around the football like people recognizing you outside of the football and outside your kit which was a bit like well surreal yeah no I can imagine um all right we, we've spoken about about your role within the team but you mentioned it a little bit earlier I've been told, uh, you know, on good authority uh, that you're a long-term supporter of the club. You said the first game was when you were eight years old. I don't know if it would have been eight. It might have been like around 10. I was definitely in primary school. Yeah. Um, I used to train up at the uni with Kevin Hack and Jack Gill, who teaches me now, funnily enough. Yeah, that was, I must have been around 10 years old. Yeah, and then that fell through. I can't really remember why. And then I joined back as soon as I knew the GDC had started up again, which was probably was like 12, 13. But like, I've always been in the crowd. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you must have been coming to, to games at, at St. James Park for, for ages. You've experienced yeah. all, all the ups and downs. Talk to me a little bit of, uh, about, you know, what it's been like to, to be a supporter. Because, I mean, we've got loads of supporters listening uh, to the to the podcast. But obviously, you've got a different role in many ways, playing for the women's yeah. team as well. It's a very good club to support because it's obviously very, like, it's obviously fan-based, very, like, family-based as well. I remember, like, the Ollie Watkins goal against Plymouth and I was sat right where he did that <laughs> knee slide. I think I was there when Jack Stacey scored that goal as well. So was I. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think being a supporter and then being able to play for them, obviously supporting them so long is probably one of the best things I've ever had. I like playing for the club I've grew up watching and always supported is like a dream come true in a way. But yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a brilliant story. It's got to be said. And um well, I think you you were spotted the other day, weren't you, on the big bank when City played Luton. I believe, what did you do? You, you fell down halfway down the bank. That's what I've been told. Oh, there was a little photo yeah. of you if you going around. <laughs> yeah, um, Abby Bond got that. Abby Bond's got that picture, I think. What was happening? Um, um, well, I was like at the top in the middle of the bank. To be fair, not everyone was with me, like Sarah, Stacey. Abby, Bond, Amber, like loads of us, we all stood at the top of the bank and we managed to squeeze in in the bank next to some of my mates from Tiverton and we scored and I literally, I went flying down like so many stairs like and like twit- rolled my ankle, it was carnage, but it was like the best thing, amazing. like everyone hugging each other, going mental, it was amazing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I mean, what a brilliant story uh, to end on. Uh, Connie, thank you so much for, for joining me. It's been great to hear all of your, your insight on both the women's team and also your life as a fan as well. I think that's, that's something that's really special. That's all right. Thank you very much. That's all for this episode of Park Life, the official Exeter City podcast. Let us know what you want to hear more of via our social media channels and don't forget to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Up the city. He's been picked out. Socks down to his ankle. Picks out Stansfield! Oh!